Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hi, everybody. Were you mimicking me just now? I sure was. <laughs> I. So what you're saying is because I say the same thing every time, you're trying to... Okay, that's cool. I remember that. Well, not only that, but it's actually in the script, so I was just reading along with you. Oh, my God. See, now everybody's going to know I have a script, that I can't memorize this. Oh my gosh, podcasters work from a script? <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy. <laughs> if not, I'd be saying, um, even more often than I do. All right, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh god, here we go. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What do you got this week, dude? Something alcoholic by the gods tell me it's true. Um, I hate to break it to you, but yes, I am drinking <laughs> Blue Moon White Belgian huh. Belgian White Ale. Hmm. I guess it's better than saying White Belgian Ale, because is that racist? It might be racist. <laughs> might be racist. <laughs> but uh, it's a good beer, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's a nice beer. I like that one. It's, you know, it's a little less uh, alcohol kick, you know, for me, but, you know, I dig it. It's good flavor. Five, it's 5.4%. Yeah, but wait till you hear this one. All right, so I went local again, and I'm drinking um, something from Bear Republic Brewing Company. Uh, I've never seen this one before I saw it in the store. It's called Mach 10. I don't know if it's... I didn't look too far into it, but from the label, and you'll see it on our Instagram, it looks very patriotic. I mean, there's like, you know, a plane and things happening, and there's even like some language I can't understand on it. Sounds, it seems pretty cool, but I had to read this, though. It says... Pass through the event horizon with this IPA. American Cascades meld a citrus blast with spicy English first, first golds. Savor an intense hoppiness, smooth bitterness, and subtle malt character. Prepare to go hypersonic. Ooh. <laughs> right? At 9.2 alcohol, I think by the end of this, I'm going to be hypersonic. Yeah, actually, there was the the other beer I was looking at earlier uh, at the store beside, before I decided to go Blue Moon, it was a... Nine point three five. You'd be asleep by the end of this. Yeah, I <laughs> had to start off light. All right, uh, let's. Oh, before we get out of beer, uh, by the way, I really appreciate all the beer discussions on Twitter. Keep those coming. I love talking about beer. I got some pretty. I'll mention this later, but I got a couple funny pictures of people drinking beer and stuff. It was pretty good this week. But I wanted to kind of throw out there. Uh, we got an offer from a listener, old John Skeen from back in the day. Remember him? I do. He plays on our uh, on a. Uh... Our Marvel Puzzle Quest Alliance, along with Redna. Good friend of the show. And uh, he reached out and said, dude, can I send you guys some beer from my local area? And what do you, what do you think I said? Uh, yes, please. So anybody that wants to send me beer, I'm in. So we'll just leave it at that. So I'm interested to see. He's from Indiana, I think. So I'm uh, interested to see what comes out of there. So thanks, man. Can't Sweet. wait to see it. I know. I'm excited. Can't wait to try it, I should say. Oh, it's going to be good. All right. Ready? Ready. 20 episodes, dude, almost. I know, weird. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. That was kind of what I was thinking earlier. I was typing this up and I said, oh, 19. Oh, that's almost 20. That's almost, and that's, I mean, we've, we haven't missed a week, right? So that's, uh, we missed 19. one when you went camping. Or no, when you went to Disneyland, sorry. Oh, yes, yes, one week. So, but I mean, still, it's a long time. Mm hmm. I think we're doing pretty good. We are doing pretty damn good. 
Five months. Anyway, five months. All right. So should I, let's get all this stuff out of the way and then we'll move on. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is I at I am Will Griggs. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Please take the time to give us positive ratings and um, share us on all the social medias. People have been doing that. And the reviews keep coming. Dude, they took the challenge up, man. We have we have a few more reviews from last week. Sweet. And every single one is five stars. I that's think I might be kind of bummed awesome. if I get one that's not, right? What if we get one that's not? I kind of don't care, actually, at this point. No, because we're having fun. Always, man. All right, so thank you for doing that. So please take the time to rate us. That would be awesome. And as always, we put the timestamps in the show notes for our non-Sortor fans. Uh, we start the show with Sortor. But give us feedback. If you want us to improve the show, change the format, help us out a little bit. If you don't, if we don't hear from you, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. That's really what I'm trying to say, right? Right. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> Dynamite <laughs> drop in. <laughs> All right. And of course, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. If you want to get a free audio book, um, it helps the show out in that way. And if you're into audiobooks, we do talk about, uh, you know, Canon Sotor novels, no, Sotor novels, and Canon Star Wars novels. Uh, I'm going to go back to recommending Lords of the Sith because I started listening to it again. Seriously, you have a problem. Well, I listen to things at a really fast pace, so I could actually bust through that 10 hours pretty quick. But anyway, it's very, very good. Uh, as we've said in, in previous shows, you get to really see a display of power from uh, Vader and, of course, Emperor Palpatine. It's really a good read. So check it out. And the audio book is amazing as most of the ones are for Star Wars. So, you have any suggestions this week? Um, actually, you know what the funny thing is? This is going to be a non-Star Wars suggestion. Um, That's all right. But I've, uh, I'm considering getting... Uh, my, one of my favorite authors is a guy named Steve Barry, and he writes a series of books based around a character named Cotton Malone. And uh, in one of my weekly top tens a few months ago, I wrote about um, best uh, book sagas, and, and uh, Cotton Malone was right at the top of the list. And their new one is called The Patriot Threat. And oh. so that one's out on uh, on Audible, so I think I might pick that one up. Do that. Let me know how it is, dude. It doesn't always have to be Star Wars. We just talk a lot about Star Wars on this show. <laughs> we do. And our last bit of housekeeping before we get into SOTOR, uh, Patreon. Uh, of course, we have our, Patre- uh, our Patreon link. It's patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, you can give $1, $2 a show, even more. Uh, we really want to get more patrons, and I know that our pay, our Patreon page is not very enticing right now. So in the next week or so, we are going to work on that. Um, if you want to help us out, if you want some cool incentives, um, we're really working on structuring the rewards and our milestones. Some of the other podcasts are really doing some cool stuff for, uh, you know, reaching a certain amount a month. So I'm going to kind of bite from that a little bit and see what we can do. So if you're supporting other podcasts, you like our cast, you want to support us going to events, getting better equipment, and get something in return for your patronage. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, we'd love to hear uh, any suggestions you guys might want to hear about what content you guys would like to hear as uh, as rewards, or uh, um, if there's any particular conventions you'd like to see us go to to, to cover, because um, as of right now, we're pretty much covering general comic conventions, but if there's specific conventions like, say, Dragon Con or Steam Con or any of those that you want us to, to cover, uh, let us know. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I mean, obviously, you know, in a perfect world, we can make our li- a living doing this. But, you know, that's, 
long way off. You know, we happy we're happy to do, you know, maybe I don't know, get someone on the show. Definitely mm-hmm. give you a shout out on the show. You can contribute to content. I'll maybe learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe. Okay, as we've said already, if we get to fifty dollars an episode, Marshall's gonna streak at Comic Con. Yes. If you do seventy five per episode, Marshall will streak while doing a backflip naked. No one wants to see that though. <laughs> it's bad enough the other thing, dude. I don't think anyone wants to see that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I just had the visual image go through my head. <laughs> and now everybody else does. Alright. <laughs> so the other idea I had, and I'm just gonna throw this at you, I could cut this out of the show too easily. Uh remember you know our origin story, right? Yeah. Was that with the fact the reason that we called this the usual was because it started off as a screenplay idea based off a day we had, right? Called Happy Hours. Called Happy Hours. So I was thinking we make, you know, at least write the screenplay for that if we get enough, right? right? Oh, that'd be a cool little concept. I mean, at least a short story version to start and then maybe bust it into a screenplay and Yeah. So I mean cool. that that's an idea, you know. So maybe that'll be our $100 milestone. Nice. And I'll def- no, I think that's a good idea. Well, anyway, as you can hear, we're going to work on it. So, again, we, we do thank our current patron, David, for continuing to contribute to the show. Don't let him stand alone any longer, people. Help us out a little bit. Here we go. So, done with that? Done begging for money? <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'm not going to buy beer with it. I promise. No, that's not the one, all I, of it. I think that's... You th- well, <laughs> do you think people are afraid I'm just going to run to the run and buy beer? Uh, there might be a concern out there. <laughs> I will not. It'll be all towards the show. I can afford beer, trust me. All right, so shall we get to Swotor or what? Yes. All right, so let's start with community shoutouts as we do. We didn't. We forgot to mention this guy last week. Um, he's been kind of <laughs> great conversations on Twitter. Turns out he has his own blog as well. So we'll we're, we'll give a little shout to uh, how do you want to say it? Zerny blog? Zerny blog? I was Zernbog? thinking Zernbog. Zernbog? Oh, he's gonna be mad now that we now that we shout him out. We butcher his name. Uh, yeah, Zernbog. We'll go with that. Um, he has Zern blog, which is tanking in a galaxy far, far away. We'll put a link in the show notes. Pretty cool blog. Yeah, I, I we got into a conversation about Archer with him the other day because <laughs> he had never seen the show. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know. And he 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 watches Bob's Burger, but not Archer. I mean, come on. One is clearly better than the other. Bob's Burgers is great. But Archer's one of the best shows ever made. It is. Archer is a classic. Yeah. So, uh, and he also sent... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cracking up right now in my own head because I I just saw a meme and it and I sent it to Marshall a couple days ago. Do you remember this one? Which one is it? The Barbie, the Barbie uh, Archer meme. No, did I see that one? Yeah, I sent it to you. It, at the top of it, it had the picture of the, the Barbie uh, packaging that said Barbie really squirts. Oh, God, yeah. Underneath that, Archer and Archer goes, freezing! (laughs) I'm going to have to cut that. So anyway, (laughs) I almost made you spit your beer. All right, man. So the other thing that Zernbog sent out, it was pretty funny. There was that picture of that guy holding that giant beer. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm only going to have one beer tonight. And it was like the size of a half of a man. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, But he is a loyal listener to the show. Or the size of one full Marshall. Or... Yeah, because I'm not a tall man. Uh, so, you know, he does retweet what we do. Um, he's, he's been shouting us out. He actually was turned on, um, to us by Master Lou, who we've talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought it was pretty funny. Master Lou put up something. He said, uh, he was trying to Jedi mind trick into listening to our show. 
Nice. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cool. And it must have worked on Zernbog because he's now put us in his in his deal. So he's a loyal listener, he says. So, so are you saying that uh, the Zernbog is weak-willed? Uh, n- no. I'm on your side, Zernbog. <laughs> okay, I don't think you are. Let's go with no. And <laughs> let's just say that Master Lu is really a badass Jedi. Let's go with that. Okay, let's put it that way. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zernbog, your will is fine, but, you know. He's Jedi, for God's sake. All right, are we good? We are good. So we really do appreciate all the Sotor peeps, uh, you know, retweeting our stuff and, and that kind of thing. And we're going to keep it going, so don't worry about that. Uh, let's talk about our weekend games. Sir, did you do a thing in-game this week? I did last night. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> I was actually out, out of town for four days. My, I would like to do a quick shout-out to my sister, who graduated with a degree in English from... Cal Berkeley this week. Woo, Donna. Woo. And, uh, yeah, so family converged on Berkeley this weekend and, uh, drama ensued. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it was fine. It was great to see everybody. Um, but I was in an area with, uh, I didn't, I wasn't even able to bring my laptop out of my backpack. It was no, no internet. And I got back into town yesterday and, uh, and I jumped on and we, uh, I did uh, a couple of runs through, uh, through the Gria event. And I was able to reach champion level and reps, so that's good. Nice. And I finished up um, Zyos with my um, bounty hunter. Sweet, dude. That's so awesome. that's my second character through through Zyos. Well, I have a very tragic story to tell. Uh, I was actually a day late getting this the episode eighteen out last week. Uh, my PC. Okay, so should we talk about? Okay, so if you listen to last week week's episode, we did allude to some technical issues. Okay, about halfway through the podcast, Will just went dead. Every, I mean, his computer died. Everything went went to hell. Just and shut down. and I was afraid. You know, you listen to these podcasts have been going a while, and they always have an episode where you know someone's audio fails, or they have to redo the whole thing because someone wasn't recording or something like that. And that was like that's my worst fear. Will just checking right now to make sure he's recording. Uh, so Will shut down. We were trying to figure out if we were going to be able to salvage the audio. Turned out. The recorder saved everything, and it was good. That night, went to sleep, well, fell asleep, woke up, looked at my computer. My computer had just crashed. My hard drive failed, um, couldn't even boot it up. So I just got my computer back Saturday night, and we're recording this on Tuesday. It was, no, Sunday night. It was Sunday night. Yeah, it was very sad. So I did do some gaming uh, last night, Monday night. And I just leveled, because that's the only thing that was going to keep me sane after all that. So I actually finished Chapter 3 on my Inquisitor, or my Sage. No, my Sage. <laughs> nice. Not Sage. Sorcerer. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was saying last week I wanted to go to McKeb, and once I got to 47, I couldn't do it. I'm like 51 or 52 at this point. I'm going to go to McKeb and do the thing, but I had to finish the story. It was good. I like I said, I hadn't I hadn't seen it in a long time, so it was really fun to go through again. Very cool. Right. What did you uh choose as your Darth uh profiling? Uh didn't they just name me Darth Knox, right? Right. Well it depends on how you choose to end the story. Mm. On whether you do it evil or good or Oh yeah, I do everything evil, dude. Yeah, so of course you're Knox. Yeah, don't worry. It wasn't even a choice for me really. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do? Save someone at the end after killing everyone on the way there? Alright. Yeah, just to fuck with them. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. All right, dude. So let's get into the news. 
So we have, well, here's what I'm going to do. I made all the show notes, and we only had preliminary patch notes for 3.2.1, which is going to drop tomorrow um, in maintenance tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, and then right after I was done updating the show notes, they put up the actual patch notes. There's only a couple differences. I just want to give a disclaimer that I'm reading from the preliminary patch notes. So if something, you know, and I'm not going to go through everything anyway. So if there's something that doesn't go live, it's because I didn't feel, I did go through it. I just, eh, come on, what am I going to do? All right, so here we go. The main thing I just want to talk about with you, dude, is uh, the nightlife events coming back. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week, but I'm uh, I'm I'm excited it's coming back because I've got all those sm- smugglers looking kingpin bounty coins. Yeah. In my uh, did we talk about it last week? Yeah, we mentioned that it's coming after the Gree event. Huh. I don't remember. But that. Uh, yeah, so I'm 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 excited it's coming back because now I can try to get uh, some. Uh, I can try to finally get that rancor again. Yeah, I don't have enough money for this event. At all, this time. <laughs> um, fortunately, I do have the rank already. Um, my fear is that they're going to do another badass reward that I'm going to have to spend a bunch of money to do. So I think I'm going to do what I said a couple weeks ago, which is I'm going to buy a hyper crate and sell a bunch of the crates um, and sell some stuff and, and, and see if I can make a little bit of money in anticipation for this. It doesn't come back until June 9th, though, so we have a little time to prep. And uh, so between June 9th and August 25th. So it's going to be around for a while, most of the summer, like they did last year. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it'll give us plenty of time to build some money up, spend some money, um, and see if we can get whatever badass deal they're going to do. So uh, I'm excited, dude. I like the nightlife event. There's something about it. <laughs> Standing in front of a deal and just clicking a button. Why? Why is that fun? I don't know, but you know, it's, you know, it just dawns on me now that just like last year, they're probably going to be releasing the uh, the Evan Four Stronghold after this once they clear out everybody's bank accounts. Yeah, and there's actually a patch note about, not a patch note, a dev tracker announcement as of today about that a little bit. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. That was a good, you almost tried to segue, dude. I'm not ready yet. All right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so just general stuff. I'm going to read, I'm going to go through most of this and then I'm going to skip over some of the other stuff. Um, but just in the general patch notes here, mostly bug fixes, uh, right clicking selected utilities before resetting them no longer displays an incorrect number of available utility points, which I don't know if I encountered this, but it sounds like an issue. Oh, that, that's right. There's that Season 4 Top 96 title that has been corrected. There was a typo in that. Oh, okay. So this one's actually relevant. Emergency flight, uh, fleet pass and quick travel cooldowns for preferred players now matches the subscriber cooldowns as intended. There was an issue with that. And this one I thought was actually worth kind of maybe even talking about for a sec. Modifying a die in the outfit slot now clears the slot's color um, unification setting. So there was some... People were kind of complaining that they weren't able to match dyes. Is that what they're referring to? Yeah, I don't know. So this might be, this is linked to it. So clarified u- uh, outfit designer color unification by adding error messages for when a player attempts to use unified colors without having a chess slot stamp. So I think this is kind of, I think both those last two are solving some issue with, I didn't, I haven't messed with the outfit designer too much, honestly. Um, but I think some people were saying there were some issues with unifying colors, so. And there's some other little minor things here. This is the big one, actually. Achievements earned during the Narshadon Nightlife event that were lost have been restored thanks to a gracious donation from the Zerka Corporation. And this, I love the little RP version of this. It says, uh, Zerka Corp. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere, we're there. This patch note was paid for the people for the unchallenged control of Zerka Corp, a subsidiary of Zerka Corporation. I like the little RP-ness when they do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I did there? All right, um... Let's see. Cartel market. There's a bunch of things. 
Just mostly bug fixes. We talked about some that were coming already. I mean, just let's just throw a couple things out there just because. So under this, uh, in the cartel market, things like Satil Shan's dual saber now is the correct visual effects on both blades. Um, there's some fixes with uh, decorations. What is this other one here? Oh, there's some clipping issues with the Dark Legionnaire chest piece. Clipping issue on the B200 Cybernetic Greaves. So most of the stuff in this patch is, is kind of patch uh, patch notes, bug fixes. I do want to talk about underclasses and combat, though, really quick. And again, we'll have the link in the show notes for this. I mean, anything, you, if, if you want to check out any of this, it's there. But um, the big one is the resolve fixes going live now. So while on full resolve, players now receive a 50% slow in place of any effect that would normally immobilize them. The slow effect has the same duration and conditions as the immobilized effect that would occur under normal circumstances. For example, if the immobilized can break early when damage is taken, then so can the slow, um, so can the slow that replaces it. Immobilizing effects still do not generate resolve. They simply react differently when they encounter a target that is a full resolve bar. These changes only appear, only apply to PvP combat. So this is that one big fix that we're going to do with the resolve system. Haven't PvP too much, especially on the high end, but um, this is, this is that one of those changes where people were kind of like, oh, is this good? Is this bad? And we'll see how it goes. See what the community right. says. One of the things I'm not going to cover, which, cause most people have talked about this, we don't really talk about on this show, but they're making, uh, class changes, Jedi Knight, Sith Warrior, Jedi Counselor, uh, Inquisitor Smuggler, and Imperial Agent. So, uh, I'm not going to bother going through any of that, but you've already, you already know what's coming if you are into that. Flashpoints and operations. Again, this is some of the stuff we knew were coming with some bug fixes with uh, the Colossal Monolith, which is on Zyost. Um, and, of course, the Torque Encounter uh, no, are no longer valid targets for AoE healing abilities, such as Roaming Men and Cultal Cloud. So, the, and the Floor Vent issue we talked about a couple weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. honestly, they're just finally fixing this stuff. Uh, 3.2.1, we talked about a lot of the stuff last week already. So, mm-hmm. items and economy. Uh, they fixed some decorations. Baron Deathmark's Furious Walker from Season 3 now appears properly in the French and German clients. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Updated the icon for Baron Deathmark's swashbuckling cutter to distinguish it from other cutter vehicles. Are there other cutter vehicles that we haven't seen yet? Uh, not that I've noticed, but, you know, I don't really get into that stuff so far yet. Right, but I mean, was there one on the cartel market I never saw? Maybe I want to get that. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, there was an animation fix with that as well. Um, the white acute module, which we did talk about a couple weeks ago, is now bind on legacy. So that was the big fix with the, with the deal that turns off 12 XP. So if you have a new, a new tune, you want to send it to them, it's bind on legacy. So you can start at level one without 12 XP. Why you would want to do that? I have no idea. Some people like, you know, Tio from Matuni Cast, he doesn't want to level. He likes to level the old fashioned way. More power to him. I refuse. Slow. Mm-hmm. It's just slow. All right, and the last thing here under bug under bug fixes under patch notes is mission and NPCs. Yeah, one that's jumping out at me is the Maceb World missions are being increased from three basic comms to twelve, so that's going to be a good way to build up comms if you want them. Well, and that's what they changed with the last uh, when they did the epic story boost. A lot of the deals were changed to twelve. I do like that as a reward as you level, you can get twelve basic comms, but they must not de- they must not have done it for Maceb. Which right. is why they're changing it now, which is great because, you know, the more basic comms you have, the better you can level your, um, your gear up. Um, anything else in here jumps out of you? Zyost missions have been fixed, a bunch of them. Um, I'm not going to go through all those. So there's some bug fixes there. 
That's pretty much it, man. Mostly, a, it's a very bug-heavy patch. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. And a lot of these things, you know, I'm not even going to even go to the... <laughs> not even going to bother talking about the, you know, the class changes and stuff like that. But a lot of these bug fixes people have been asking for for a while. So I'm hoping, um, you know, this this is good for the community. I think people will be excited about this. So the credit-selling ring uh, bust worked. Result? 150... <laughs> This is funny. Okay, so I'm re- I'm reading the the action, and and sometimes it's kind of hard to read the titles of the posts. So the credit selling ring bust worked. Result: 150 percent in- increase in credit spam. Why? So this was from last week. People were like, you know, they talked about we were talking about that credit ring or that you know that credit ring that got busted, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I left for four days, and I come back, and there's two credit spam things, and all my email. Or, yeah, on my in-game email. And I've been getting, let's see, I played last night, I think I got no less than four whispers of people trying to sell me credits. See, I pretty much ignore people, so I don't even look at the, I honestly don't even look up at the chat box unless you're online <laughs> with me, because there's you're someone not. else I want to talk to. I hear you. Um, so Thursday Musco kind of came out, and I like this guy's name, he says, hey, Papa Smurf, mm-hmm. uh... This is a great question. One of the things that we often deal with with credit sellers, as you referenced, we took down a very large ring that was using a very specific method of credit farming and selling. As part of the ongoing battle between us and the credit sellers, they will con- constantly change their tactics to avoid our detection and action, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes on to say, we're aware of the issues going on right now and the new methods they are using to con- uh, contact folks. Can't go into specifics as I don't want to tip our hand on anything, but we're working on stopping this as we speak. So I'm just, and, and he goes on to acknowledge that it's frustrating. I'm not going to read this word for word, but the honest thing, they're working on it still. So, and it's hard to stop these people because if they're trying to sell stuff, I mean, people are very aggressive when they try to sell things. Yes. <laughs> we know that. All right. And this was kind of a convoluted thing. This is, might be one of the um, last, one of the second to last things we talked about here, but there was an update on wind trading in season five. Remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. People were yes. very concerned with this. Uh, so he put out an update for season five. And he says, as of earlier this week, uh, we sent out another round of warnings and actions against players who are participating in win trading or being trolling in ranked play. And so this is them. He's, he goes on to say, many of you requested that we be more upfront about the action we're taking against players. And you're right in asking for that. So since we started communicating about win trading and the actions we we're going to take nearly 90% of the previous reports and related win trading activity has stopped. Good. It's pretty sweet. And I think this this goes along with the fact that they're being very upfront with what they're trying to say, what they're going to do. So I think it's I think it's kind of dissuading people from doing it. So he says, in addition, the majority of trolls have stopped their behavior, and over fifty percent of those players have ceased completely. <laughs> this actually leads to something kind of funny. There was this funny little exchange between him and someone else talking about what have they stopped? Diary writing, etc. And mm-hmm. he's like, and he goes, and he's like, yeah, it was diary writing. No, he said, basically, that what they've stopped doing is queuing for PvP, and in some cases, they mean playing SWOTOR at all, because they were suspended. <laughs> Which nice. kind of makes sense. So, some people are kind of trying to dig a little bit deeper into what specifically they're doing. Um, so, how can they distinguish between people playing bad and or doing a slash stuck, right? Playing bad on purpose, I should say. So he, he says it's a great question, but unfortunately one he can't answer directly, which makes sense. Cause if he tell you how to find, <laughs> if they tell you how we find people, then win traders can learn. This goes back to the credit selling thing, right? 
exactly. can, can learn that too, can learn that too and change their behavior. So he says, he just goes on to say they track many different data points. Um, and they want to make sure they're getting the right people. And the last thing on this thread here, which I think is really cool. This is a little plug for one of our other community folks too in a second. Somebody suggests, have you, have you guys considered adding requirements to queue such as 2018 expertise based on, uh, non-bolstered? And he says, I'm going to be a little dodgy and not answer your question, but I will say that just yesterday, Alex Modney and I did a long interview with the Bad Feeling podcast about PvP. All I want to say is that you want to tune in to it as we talk about a few changes coming to PvP. I believe they will publish it sometime next week. So look for the awesome. next Bad Feeling podcast. I think uh, Musco and Modney will be on there, and I think some of these PvP questions uh, I think will be answered. So I think that's pretty cool. Please tell me the episode is going to be uh, labeled uh, Musco's PvP-ness. God, I hope so. God. Oh, if it's not, disappointed. <laughs> disappointed! <laughs> uh, that's obscure. All right. So, as we said before, maintenance is tomorrow. And there's one more post I want to talk about before we um, dive into this last piece of information that just came out today. So, there was a thread called Thank You, Dolphy. Did you see this? Well, you know, I am just a, you know, lover of the forums. Um, well, you're, you're all about the dev tracker, I know. I am. Uh, no, I did not. All right, so I think this is interesting because people were all upset because the conquest that came out this week was not the one that was data mined and put on Dolphy.net. You, follow, you see where this is going? <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> let's see. People are upset about... Things being changed from stuff that was never actually acknowledged or released, um, but gotten through ill-gotten gains. Indeed. So no for Miner. And I have no... Yeah, I love Miner. I think he does great work. But the point is, is you can't always go... It's not set in stone. It's data mine information. And remember, there was that whole issue with the Greed Conquest event. So people mm-hmm. were thinking that was probably what skewed it. So I'm just going to go through a little bit of what Musco said today. Um, he closed his thread, obviously. So he said a few things I want to point out. There are a few threads on this topic, and we've gone ahead and merged them together. Secondly, there are two main topics in this thread we want to talk about. These threads are aimed at at calling out someone, which is not allowed in the forums, and is not productive. More importantly, I want to remind you that all the information you're referencing is data mine information, which is not allowed in the forums. I can only reiterate that anything you see which is gained from data mining is in no way confirmed and should not be viewed that way. For reasons, I'm going to lock down this... For obvious reasons, obviously, he's going to lock down this thread. And I think people were kind of upset, from what I gather from this, at Dolphy. Like, you gave us bad information. It's like, really? But it's data mined information. Like, it's bound to be wrong at some point, and they're going to change some at some point. You know, at the very bottom of this, I I just want to, in big, huge letters, with a couple exclamation points, go, duh! (laughs) Yes, duh, indeed. I second that. All right. Okay, if you listen to podcasts or watch television shows or anything that is commentary and not actually content, then you should realize that everything is subject to change. Ting. Correct. I'm with you, buddy. Well, bet you didn't see this one coming. We're getting another live stream. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be stuff that they will uh, reiterate and, uh, you know, tell us again at at (laughs) Comic-Con. God, I hope not. All right, so there's going to be another live stream, and it's a really, it's really a bad day for me for a live stream, but that's okay. Uh, I'll see if I can make it work. It's Wednesday the third, okay, June third, and it's gonna Musco basically put this out just today. 
I want to let you all know about our, our plan, our next planned developer live stream, which will be happening on Wednesday, June 3rd from four to five. Uh, oh, that's bad time for me. Okay. You can check out live, our, the live stream on our Twitch channel and they put a link. And what they'll be showing over the course of our, our live stream is some of the new content they've talked about, which is coming this year, which that's kind of open ended a little bit. Um, they've talked about a little bit. But anyway, let me read the rest of this. First up, we'll be talk, uh, walking you through the entirety of new, the new Yavin 4 stronghold, which I think is cool. Second, we will be doing all of that as a Togruta. So tune in as we showcase a new stronghold and playable species coming to SWOTOR. Uh, thanks, see you then. So, because we didn't really have a, a nailed down, you know, discussion topic this week, I thought we'd just roll with this for a second. Do you think they're gonna show anything else? Or is it just gonna be one of those, cause we've seen this before. Honestly, I have watched live streams where really, they just kind of, Wander around the stronghold. When we've seen most of the decorations, maybe they'll show us new decorations and do it as a Togruta. I'm excited about the Togruta thing, kind of, but are you going to roll a Togruta? Uh, I am, just because, you know, I like to try new things. I mean, like I, I said the last couple of weeks, I've, I've re-rolled a, uh, uh, a Sith Inquisitor, or a Sith Warrior, so I mm-hmm. could do it completely evil. And I did it as a, as a Cathar, so. Oh, you um, never said it was a Cathar. That's cool. I haven't yeah, rolled so a Cathar yet. Yeah, so it's a Cathar, because it's the, you know, there's still a few that I, a few different um, classes that I haven't unlocked yet, and I refuse to use cartel coins to unlock them, I just want to unlock them through character creating, uh, creation, and um, like one is the, uh, I, I can't even remember the name of it, but the, the blind ones. Marielle. So, yeah, that's the next one I want to do. Cool. Um, yeah, I like the Marielle, and I like the ones that look like they have shades on. That's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. So I'm, I'm excited about the Togrudas. Um the so far the only thing they've shown are, are the screenshots of the outside of the of the stronghold. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to the walkthrough of it, um, because you know for for some of us you know we can't afford to unlock the entire stronghold, so it'll be the only chance we get to to see the entire stronghold so far. Do you think it's going to be on par price wise with Tatooine? I don't think it'll be as expensive as Tatooine, but it'll probably be on par with with uh, Nar Shadda, where you're looking at you know final room. Unlocks of two and a half million or so. Yeah, I think it's. I think they might even try to get away with going higher than tattooing. Really? Yeah. Or just. I mean, think about it. This is their fifth stronghold, right? So you're gonna mm-hmm. have to get rid of one of them. If you have four, like I do, you have to. You have to deactivate one. Uh, I think. I think this is yet another credit sink, timed probably. I'm guessing around the time the the nightlife event's still going. I don't know. When do you think this is going to come out? This, do you think this is going to be the June 14th release? Is that going to be the, you know, they're going to set up for a big announcement, right? That's what they want to do with these live streams. Yeah. I think this would be too close to, to do it for June 14th, but you never know. I mean, they've been, I mean, I think you're right, but also they've been talking about these two things for months. I think they could, sp- I could, I think they could spring it on us and be like, Oh, by the way, with, you know, Fallen Empire. Here's your here's your stronghold and your Tagruta. I mean, I would love that because you know my my school ends the week of the fourteenth, and indeed so, mine does too. Woo! Uh, so we actually have a little time that we'll be able to put into it. Word. Yeah, I'm really excited about that time of year. To be honest with you, dude, I'm ready for Comic Con. I'm ready to be done working for a, a few weeks. You know, a, a month and a half or so. I'm ready to dive back into a little more slow tour and that kind of thing. So, anything else you think they might? You think they're going to talk a little bit about the June 14th thing? I hope they give us a little bit more on what it actually is. I and mean, we've got a title and a date. That's basically all we have. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that's what happens with this with this uh with this live stream, honestly. But and I really hope they don't do what they did with the last live stream, which was basically just everything that they said at Star Wars celebrations was just a reiteration of what they did in the live stream. There was absolutely nothing new. And why do we hate that idea? Because we're going to be at the next community canteen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that they actually have something new at the community canteen. And I imagine they will be. I mean, that canteen is not until July, you know. I mean, so don't get a- me wrong. It's going to be fun to get drunk with the devs, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to happen no matter what. And there's going to be, we're going to get together with some community peeps. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Uh, but, you know, that aside, I- I'm hoping we don't get too much repeat, honestly. Uh, in, in July. But, I mean, it's a smooth month after Fallen Empire, whatever, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not gonna roll into Gruda. All my characters are Chiss. Yeah, cause you're a freak. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm not gonna do Tagruda, probably. I didn't do a Cathar. Heck, I only have one non-Chiss tune, and he's a cyborg. Is it a, yeah, you're, you're a weirdo. It's my trooper. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. He looked cool as a cyborg, so I left it. Anyway, yeah, I only have I, the only cyborg I'm rolling is my bounty hunter. That makes sense. So, anything else? Any other ideas for what they might announce or do on the live stream? I wonder who's going to be there. Did they, did they say who's going to be there? Uh, I didn't see. I mean, I'm guessing Musco, but well, Musco for sure. But huh? I don't I know who else would be there. I wonder if they're going to put uh, Nick Avola on there, the new community guy. And actually, I, I just saw that today. Would make sense. Yeah, I think he might be there, and I just saw today that um, Carillion Run Radio did an interview with him. I haven't listened oh, to the whole, cool. I haven't listened to the whole episode yet, and didn't get to where they were talking to him yet. But uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how that goes, and we'll talk about it next week, maybe. But yeah, I, I'm hoping they kind of put him out there. I'm hoping Tate's there. Maybe it's the three of them. Maybe just do a community deal. But I imagine there'll be some. Um, Bruce McLean will probably be there. My guess there'll probably be three, two or three. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's harder to fit many more than that on webcam. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried a little bit about the community <laughs> freaking out again about it if nothing cool is ha- no, cool happens. But I think Yavin 4 will be cool. And people have been waiting for the Tagruta for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about this stronghold more than I was about for Tatooine. Cool. Yeah. i just ready to give up my Coruscant one and move on. <laughs> yeah, because you don't ever want to do anything on the, the Rebel side. No, dude, it's it's too... Everything's too bright and fluffy. All right. <laughs> All right, Just man. Like a nerf. <laughs> Let's get out of slow tour and move to Star Wars. How shall we? We shall. You're being put into carbon freeze. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Uh, so, welcome to Star Wars section. Community shout-outs first. Yes? Yes. Before we get to... I think we're doing comics today, or at least one, right? We're doing um, one comic, yes. One comic. I have a couple of community shout-outs. Uh, Becca Benjamin, of course, she's a blogger um, for Cantina Cast, and we mm-hmm. did talk about her on episode 17 with the boys in the Cantina Cast. I just wanted to tell her thanks for including us on her Follow Friday on Twitter. Um, some of the people, actually, and I checked out that she put at Who Wars, and I was so intrigued by the premise of the, of the name Who Wars, I checked it out, I haven't listened to it yet, but I guess they talk about Doctor Who and Star Wars. So, no. So, I mean. I am going to be checking that out now. Right? So, I have it in my queue. I haven't listened to it yet. So, maybe we'll include them on Podcast Corner next week if we get there. Um, you know, Bearded Trio, Coffee with Kenobi, Idiot's Array, which which I'll talk about in a second. And, um, you know, being included on that list is pretty cool. 
So yeah, I'm it, totally it's thanks. definitely very cool that we're being. It's very cool. We've been always been very included into the into the community, which is great. But now it's like now we're getting promoted, which is even more awesome. So yeah. So thanks, thank Becca. you to everybody. Hope you're listening, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yes. Uh, yes. and we did talk about Idiots Array, and this is another Cantina cast deal. Uh, they're promoting a new podcast called Idiots Array. They talk about it on their latest episode. Uh, they have not posted an episode yet. I think they're gonna post one next week, from what I understand. Um, the guys from the Cantina cast will not be on it. They may be, I think they alluded to being on the first episode for a second, but they're not gonna be on it, but I think it's gonna be really cool. There's a couple of guys at the blog for them. I'm excited about it. I already, I'm already ready. And you can follow, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, they have a Facebook page and stuff already. So it's cool. They're, they're, they're really, you know, after all the bloggers and everything else, they're really expanded. I think it's cool. So yeah, it's great. So best of luck in its array and I'll can't wait for the first episode. So here we go. All right. So discussion topic this week, Star Wars number five. Yeah. I, uh, I read this today and, uh, first of all, I, I dug the cover. It was very cool. Yeah. Cover's cool. But I just loved everything about this. It was like, it was like a two-sided story, uh, basically told from uh, Luke's perspective and Boba Fett's uh, perspective. Right. On Boba Fett looking for Luke and Luke looking for answers. And then in the middle of it is an awesome back and forth between Leia and Han, which I yeah. which which, which I really is like. very. Very Leia and Han. Yeah, and it's very reminiscent of of Empire, which I thought was really cool too. Yeah, this is definitely say I mean, the the one in Empire definitely had much more sexual tension. Oh, definitely. This one doesn't uh, really have that. <laughs> no, this one's more is it's all banter. I think but they're kind like, of figuring out if they like each other, or they hate each other, which is cool. Yeah, it's it's angry banter. <laughs> right. Um and Fett fans, I think, you know, and and this was kind of the conversation we had with with uh Mike and Joa from the Cantina cast the other day. Uh they weren't a big fan of this book, uh this series, mostly because we see Luke confronting vader uh and that kind of counters to what we kind of know about the original trilogy right uh but what i like about this is it really does give fett a little more depth (laughs) yeah this is honestly the first time we actually see him in now official canon Mm -hmm. not counting clone wars because i actually haven't watched any of that but it's the first time we're actually seeing him do his job and do because it well. even in even in Empire, you see him get hired, you see him at Besbin mm-hmm. and complaining that he's not being able to finish his job, and then you see him in Jedi, you know, at the end of his job. We don't actually see him do any of the work. And here we're actually seeing him torturing people for information and and well, investigating everything. It's really cool to see him doing the job. And I'll tell you what, he is working. And what I did like, what I did like about it is he shows up in the, uh, you know, the Moss Eisley Cantina and he's yep. just standing there looking around like, all right, who's going to give me information? Yeah. <laughs> and what I love is like, you see the same bartender, you see Hammerhead, yep. you see, you're seeing the same hive of scum and villainy. And it's really not too much lo- later that this happens. So it would make sense. You see the little guy at the bar. I can't remember the race now, but the dude smoking. I mean, it's all the same dudes. And I think this is really cool. Uh, my yeah, favorite. The, Go ahead. Yeah, the guy even says that uh, the bartender even says a few months ago. Yeah, you know, Kenobi came in here with the with a young moisture farmer, but we don't know who he is. So leave us alone, Fat, please. Right? Yes. Uh, what I love, my favorite part, I think, because I love, you know, you know, you know me, <laughs> the dark side, right? 
Uh, yeah. I really love the, the six arm dude. I, I'd like to, I'm interested in what that race is, but I'm not sure or what species that is. But the six arm dude towering over him two feet minimum above him, right? And yeah. he says, yeah, so it leads up. He says, uh, only boy I see is you, fat. And he said, who said that? And he goes, I did. And this dude is standing over him, right? And he says, good. The next panel, <laughs> next panel, he says, I've just removed one of this thing's arms and broke two others. Who here knows the boy's name? And it's just like, Fat don't play, yeah. dude. I love it. Yeah, love and it. then the next page, when uh, when nobody answers, it says, make that three. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great, dude. I, I really enjoyed this this part. And then he does find the person who knows something, um, skipping the Han and Leia part here real quick and going to this. Shows him torturing him. And then once he gets his information, he does what Fat would do. Kills him anyways. Just shoots him. By the way, spoilers. Yeah. Okay, that. but is it just me, but this thing that he's removing the arms of, uh, is it just me, or does that remind you of the guy from Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. It kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. What was his name? His name just flew out of my head. Oh, I like to play. He had four arms. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't, he only had four as opposed to But it does remind me of that. Whatever this thing is. Yeah, you're right. Let's skip the Han and Leia stuff for a second, because something else is fresh in my mind. So, when we see Luke... He's on Tatooine heading towards, uh, heading towards Ben Kenobi's place, right? Right. And what did you think? What were, you, did anything come up when, when you saw the Tusken Raiders? Yeah, it, it's, it's really funny that, first of all, you know, he, Luke has no fear of them now. Absolutely not. Which is, which is great. But what I, what I loved most was his comment right before he walked in to Kenobi's place after the Tusken Raiders left. And he goes, I'm not sure what I would have done or something to that effect. And it reminds me very much of what Anakin did in episode two. Absolutely. When he was avenging his mom. And he didn't give in to it, right? Or didn't take exactly. it as far as Anakin did. And obviously, you know, seeing Tusken Raiders on your home turf, you know, Luke obviously fights back, fights them off, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But he runs them off instead of killing them all. And this is very exactly. much like, you know, basically how many years later doing pretty much what his father did with a different result, which actually shows the difference between the two, which I really enjoyed. I like that. So you, you want to talk Han and Leia real quick before we get to the end here? I just think that it was great to see their witty banter again. There was something that they said that was very much... One thing I didn't like, I mean, but it makes sense. Han's such a chucklehead sometimes. Um, you know, they would. I wanted. I didn't really get a clear sense for what the mission was, because she was basically, well, we have this shuttle and we cannot maneuver him. Give me a second. Let's get past him. Right. And he says, no, let's do it my way. And then end up, you know, having, getting into a gunfight. But what are they even trying to do? Do we even know? Yeah. They explained it. They're, they're off uh, location scouting for a new base. Oh yeah. Okay. And they're in the outer rim. So I'm, I'm guessing it's setting up that in the next, uh, the next issue or two, they're going to find Hoth. Right. They're going to get Hoth. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Cool. Yeah, no, I like I liked Han in this. I think the I think the artist really really got his facial features pretty dang good. Yeah, what I loved is uh at the end the the last thing we see about Han and Leia is when we see the bounty hunter that's basically camping out at the planet that they're gonna show up to. Right. And it looks like um Zam Wassell. It kinda does. Who was who was the assassin uh going after Padme. But of course But she died. Exactly. So it, I'm guessing maybe it's 
another shapeshifter or something. Yeah, I I was intrigued by that as well. Is the ship is the ship uh, similar to anything? The ship looked really odd to me. It it, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like anything I'd seen before. It almost looked like a half Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but it has a weird cockpit. Yeah, the cockpit's in the center, but it has the dish, and the back is similar. Yeah, that's really weird. Anyway, maybe it's a maybe it's just another Corellian ship, possibly. Anywho, uh, I did like the banter a lot. There was one line that stuck out to me, and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I like the idea. Her telling him he's the worst smuggler she's ever met. I just think that kind of stuff is pretty funny. And then he goes, frankly, lady, you're not, you aren't much of a princess. And she goes, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. What, what jumped out of me though is, uh, with that whole thing and made me think of Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Yeah. When, uh, when they look at Johnny Depp and says, you are the worst pirate I've ever heard of. He goes, oh, but you have heard of me. <laughs> That's a good point, dude. I like that. All right, man. Uh, let's get to the end real quick. So he runs off the Luke runs off the Tuscan Raiders. He comes across uh, a junk pile inside of uh, Ben Kenobi's house. He's trying to figure out why he's there in the middle of nowhere. And then R two finds something, right? Yeah, finds a case that says for Luke on it. Mm-hmm. And then of course, detonation. Right, Fett shows up, right. and it must have been some kind of flash grenade or something, right? Um, because yeah, the, yeah, because he's not gonna kill the person that he's looking for. Exactly. He says R two, what happened? I can't see, and then that's it. So, yeah, thoughts? I'm looking. It, it, it made me upset that there wasn't another page. <laughs> so no, I, I actually I was surprised there wasn't another page. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm looking forward to, to issue six. Oh, definitely. And so overall, another month. Damn is, it. Overall, is this series uh, up there, or where are we at with this? Because we've kind of. It's yeah, you know, it's 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 in the middle of. There's basically three levels right now. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but I put Lay at the bottom. I put Star Wars in the middle, and at the top is is uh, Vader and Kanan. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Definitely, Vader and Kanan are are up there for me too. Um, this particular issue was pretty strong, I think. Yes. Um, and so we'll kind of see what happens with issue six and seven, uh, and what what Vader does next. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I actually Kanan, I think, is going to stay up there, I think. Yeah, I actually hope they, they go away from Vader being a main character. I mean, I know the whole point of this run is the search of Vader for Luke, mm-hmm. but I hope involving Fett is a good precursor that we're going to see Vader using more assets and not necessarily doing a personal search. Right. Because it's kind of it's kind of weird to see him doing this, but then also be part of the Vader story. You know what I mean? I, I have a question for you, because this just came up. How do you feel about seeing Fett now uh, hunting and actually interacting with Luke? I like it. You don't have the same... You don't have that reaction like the Cantina cast guys do, right? Like, this kind of goes against our canon thing? Like... Well, okay, with Vader, you mean Vader, not Fett. Um, what did I say? You said Fett. No, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, well, I'm just saying that mindset of like, if it's kind of butting up against what we know about our current canon, like the current series, like we never get an indication in the original trilogy that Luke and Fett have ever interacted, but it doesn't also matter because Fett has like a line, right? And is in the movie for like two seconds. Right. Well, plus it never gives any indication that they didn't. I mean, no, that's whole it. purpose in the in the trilogy in the original trilogy was to to search out Ahan. 
So yep. it has absolutely nothing. The only thing that they have to do with each other is when Luke is saving Han and Fed is protecting his investment. I'm with it. So that's the only thing. Now the cool thing is is to look at that in this respect and that they've actually had an interaction and you look at that fight again because, you know, for, for Fed being such a badass, Luke took him out really quick. So it'd be interesting if you learn more, if you look at that a different way, and that Luke knew how to beat him now because he had fought, he had faced him before. Yeah, you know, I, I I like where you're going with that, and I think I didn't really think about that confrontation much when I asked you that question, but you're absolutely right. So, in Episode Six, they they're on the sail barge, they're fighting. He did dispatch him pretty damn easily. Yeah, right? he took out, he cut his blaster in half, and then hit his jetpack and made him fly off. And at this point, when we see Luke, he's very early on in his Jedi skills, right? And so by the and time he, he sees, yeah. yeah, and so, so by the time he sees Fett, <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking in the next issue, it I hope it touches on in Fett definitely having the upper hand, I like because it. if not, then it's just kind of well, yeah. Fett has to have the upper hand because right now Luke he's barely able to wield his lightsaber, let alone wield the Force like he like he will be able to, I imagine, in Episode Seven, right? So, right. you know, I, I like the progression. I like the interaction. I'm wondering how he's going to get out of it because Fett, I mean, he can, seems like he can dispatch just about anybody pretty damn quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I like that we went there. I think that's interesting. I'd really like to see what happens in the next episode for sure. Cause, or the next issue. Cause I honestly think like this is going to give the Fett fan. I, do you think it's going defi- to divide the Fett fans? <laughs> Like no, I think they'll just be excited to see him in content. Yeah, I I mean he's freaking badass too. It is, yeah, and yeah. He's, like I said, it's showing him doing the job of a bounty hunter. Yeah. Whereas we never really saw him doing the job of a bounty hunter before. We just mm. took it that he was a bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, we were told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this issue or? Uh, no, we... that's uh, everything I liked. All right, cool. I can't wait for number six. So, anything else in Star Wars before we get out of here? Um, we only have one little bit of news. Um, there really wasn't a lot this week. Um, John Williams came out with a, the, he was quoted today talking about how, you know, he's been brought back to, of course, do the episode seven score. Right. And he said that he's definitely going to be referencing prior themes. Cool. Um, so, you know, we're probably going to, of course, hear a touch of Duel of the Fates, you know, Cross the Stars, you know, all the major themes. So, um. I'm hoping Imperial yeah, March is in there somewhere. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the first time we see Luke and Leia, Leia together, we'll hear the Luke and Leia theme, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be nice to see the first time we see Han and Leia together, hearing the Across the Stars theme, yeah. which is the love theme from Clones. Right. So that, maybe the first time we see uh, Kylo Ren go up against whomever is the ultimate good force wielder in this, you know, if there's a, you know, God forbid a... A lightsaber battle between Kylo Ren and and Luke Skywalker, oh, could and you hearing imagine? Duel of the Fates in the background. I mean, come on! Oh, I just can't believe you said that right now. I got very excited. Uh, Splooge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's Archer. Yeah. No. Honestly, dude. Um. I I didn't really think about that, but you're right. Episode seven is the perfect backdrop to bring in all of the previous themes, obviously, because we have yeah, everything and- is behind us, right? Yeah, and John Williams is is great at using themes. I mean, if you listen to, um, if you go and watch um, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. when he's going into Berlin, going after the 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 diary, 
um, you definitely hear themes of of uh, the Imperial March mixed in with the the, the Nazi theming. For and sure. then you listen to um, the Harry Potter theme, and you definitely get hints of Superman. And you know, it's just it's really kind of cool that he you know he definitely uses themes from other movies, not just within the same franchise, but you know, just other movies that he's done. I mean, this obviously we've talked about this a million times, but. This just gives more cred and awesomeness towards John Williams. I mean, I cannot, I, I mean, I'm excited about episode seven, but I'm, I'm, I'm not more excited to hear the music, but without the score, it wouldn't be the same. So I'm, oh, I'm definitely going to be, be buying whatever special edition oh, yeah. soundtrack comes out. Cause I still remember when, um, you know, you had the, uh, Phantom Menace soundtrack come out in 99, but then you had the, the special edition. That came in, it was like a blue right. case and it opened up like a book and it had not only the Duel of the Fates version, but it also had the movie version of Duel of the Fates with, you know, him saying, at last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. Oh, that's awesome. At last we will have our revenge. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I cannot wait to see what John Williams does with this. And if the story for, that we know of right now is, is going to be as tight as we think it's going to be, John Williams is going to get going. It's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. So we yeah I'm 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 very excited for everything so far. At some point we have to talk about what we're gonna do for this viewing, <laughs> right? We we have to figure out how we can see it together and and do a live podcast after. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with where I'm gonna be, which I have no idea where I'm gonna be in December. So close to me, then, my friend. Come up for Christmas. We'll do it that way. Hey, I think I think we should just uh, you know find out where we're gonna be. Invite all the community members that, that want to come and watch it with us, and then we'll get together for a birthday drinking party for myself. And oh, yeah. yeah that's right, because your birthday is, what, three days before that? Three days before the the, the premiere. And then, well, we got to figure out something. Well, one thing at a time. we got to figure out Comic-Con first. I'm still working on that, by the way, but that's for later. All right, dude. Uh, let's uh, get into our last section of the show and wind this thing, this puppy down. Actually, we have Podcast Corner, don't we? Yes, we do. Podcast Corner. It's a trap. All right, so podcast corner. I should come up with a. It's jingle. a trap. I should come up with a jingle for this, right? Oh, that's why I should do this one. Oh, uh, Red's gonna be pumped. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in an Akbar. It's a trap. Yeah, you better. <laughs> All right, so podcast corner. Uh, our friend. It is because no, I'm sorry. This is no, just an interjection, and you know now that we know that you're putting in the it's a trap. It is. Finding a new podcast, it is a really freaking a trap because now you're, mm-hmm. you're now you're trapped into hours of content. <laughs> and, but, but, which is why we're recommending it. There are a good couple hours of spent, you know, you want to spend your hours doing this. It's important. And it is a trap. It is. Dude, do you realize I, I'm up to almost 40 podcasts that I'm actively listening to. Yeah, you definitely have a problem. I don't think because I'm going to. Because I have an issue like covering like the eight that I do. I don't think I'm going to make And not all of them are even Star Wars. Yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it, but that's okay. All right, so Podcast Corner, it's a trap. Uh, our friend Redna from the Swotor community, he uh, left Utini Cast, um, and finally I can talk about his super secret project he's been working on. I was very good and kept this secret for a while. I was happy about that. I talk a lot. I mean, I talk, you do. I, you're you're blabbermouth. I, I never stop talking, but that's okay. Redna launched his own Star Wars canon podcast. We'll put a link in the show note to their uh, website. It's It's a Trap podcast.com as we said redna who's awesome great podcast so redna and ordo do their basically it's a star wars canon podcast and it's awesome 
They have three uh, episodes so far. They have their pilot episode where they talk about how they got came up with the idea for the show, uh, what they want to do, what they plan on covering, and really what they're doing is they're taking a piece of Star Wars canon canon, um, talking about it in context with the EU, and talking about their impressions of it. It's a really good podcast. It's a great start. Three episodes so far. They have their pilot, A New Dawn. They talk about the uh, A New Dawn and Heir to the Jedi. They just put out a couple of days ago. Uh, and I've already listened to all three. They're great. Redna, keep up the good work, my friend. And I can't wait to talk Star Wars with you soon, man. One thing he did put on there on Twitter was that they did an epic Phantom Menace episode. <laughs> he said it was many hours long. So I don't know how they're going to edit the heck out of that. but uh, Or maybe they'll just put up a multi-hour long episode. But I'm excited to see what they come up with the Phantom Menace. So honestly, they're breaking down all of what canon is and talking about it. And I really like the new format, what they did with Heir to the Jedi. What they did was they did a summary up front, and then they broke it down afterwards, and I thought that was a really, it was really good. I mean, I, I, I think Renda's going to do a great job with this show, and um, I can't wait to see what they do going forward. So, definitely check it out. Renda, you're awesome. I just subscribed to it on my, uh, my podcast, so. Word. So, and I wanted, and also, it's some of the best cover art I've ever seen. Uh, it is really good. It's really, really good. Uh, he did an interview a long time ago, with, uh, on Utini cast and the name of the artist just flew out of my head. He does comic book art. And I'm sorry, I read it. I forgot the name and I don't want to go and look for it right now, but he did the cover art for them. This is a very professionally, awesomely done piece of art. So definitely, definitely check it out. They're good guys. And was that a, a dig against my, my, you know, Photoshop? Stuff I did last week? Absolutely not. But this guy does <laughs> professional comic books. So, I mean, you can take it personally if you want. But I'm just saying, I love our cover art. <laughs> See? Back to you, buddy. Back to you. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's move on. Uh, Red, keep up the good work. If we can, uh, you know, I, I just can't wait to hang out with you at some, some point and, and talk Star Wars, man. You're doing a great job. All right. And I want to bring up Skywalking Through Neverland, a podcast I listened to for a while and then got inundated with podcasts and kind of fell off. I went back to them. Um, I, I love this podcast, mostly because I love Disney. <laughs> love Disney. Love Star Wars. And these guys are some of the most the most positive people you've ever encountered. I mean, if you want some yes. positivity in your day, listen to the Skywalking Through Neverland, Neverland podcast. Seriously. It's ridiculous. But I, I love them. They're nice. They're great people, but they're very positive. Yeah, Richard and Sarah do a lot of great work, and they, they have great access to to great Disney stuff. I, I've actually been tweeting with them this week, hoping to see if we can get something work together for Phoenix Comic Con, but they've been really busy because uh, Star Wars 60th anniversary is this mm-hmm. year, and Disney was releasing a lot of the information about that this weekend. So right. I know uh, uh, today they released uh, their like big you know rush of information about what they saw. Um, I know uh, just the last couple of days they were at like an Imagineers panel and stuff like oh, that. Wow. So. Lots of really cool stuff, so check them out. See what uh, see what's coming up for Disney this year. You know, their last podcast, they had a guy who was covering Star Wars Weekends for him as well. Which yes. Is which one day I want to do. Really bad. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Anyway. All right, so check them out. I put their link uh, on Twitter and then their website. Um, they've been around for a while. They're great guys. Uh, they get some great guests. Uh, it's a, another really good podcast. So that's got to be it, man, for Podcast Corner. I'm, I'm gonna turn the show over to you, my, uh, and drink, take a couple sips of my beer. So, it is time for pop culture. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or six duck-sized horses? 
J.H. Uh, all right, I'm going to assume that's hypothetical, right? I mean, right? But I'd have to answer neither because a horse-sized duck is too terrifying to even contemplate. And duck-sized horses? How could you fight them? They're too adorable. I mean, seriously, picture them. All trying to eat one apple. Oh my god, that's too cute. Yeah, not. A, I mean, we've had quite a bit of little bits of news. The first trailer for the remake of Point Break dropped uh, the last couple days, and I watched it, and it looks pretty darn cool. Um, I'm very skeptical. Seems, no, I, I'm very skeptical too, especially after after the Red Dawn remake of them remaking movies from my childhood. Mm. Um, the original Point Break, of course, was directed by Catherine Bigelow, who went on to do, you know, Hurt Locker and lots of other stuff. This one, it's like, the, instead of them being simple bank robbers, they're actually trying to bring down the international monetary system. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of much more Edward Snowden meets, you know, the other 99 sort of thing. Um with a very heavy dose of Fast and the Furious type of action in it. <laughs> so, I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, I mean, it opens up with a with a money heist on a you know jet at thirty thousand feet. So, it's well, it's pretty darn cool. I don't know, man. I okay. Yes, continue. Yeah, and it's not all about surfing and skydiving, which is basically the extreme sports the last guys were into. I mean, there's rock climbing and okay. and. It, it it looks it it looks entertaining in the in the least. Okay. Next bit of information which is, which is exciting is uh, from multiple geek friends. Robert Rodriguez, who's a ultimate you know movie geek. Um, you know he went to school in Texas with Richard Linklater and and mm-hmm. you know Matthew McConaughey and you know that whole crew at University of Texas. And then of course you know everybody knows what he's done with with Quentin Tarantino. It has now come out that he is. Uh, taking over the pre-production on a Johnny Quest live-action film. No way, dude. Oh, I just yeah. heard about this because you just said it. This is exciting. Yeah. So, I like I mean, Johnny Quest, rumors. man. I used to watch it all the time. I like Johnny Quest. Yeah, so there, there were rumors a few years ago of a Johnny Quest live-action with Zac Efron and The Rock that never <laughs> panned out. The Rock. But um, I, I'm hoping this, uh, this one really goes for it. We already know that Robert Rodriguez can do great movies and we also know he can do really good children's fairs he showed with the the spy kids series oh yeah he um, did do that huh? so yeah. hopefully this will be a good mix of those cool another uh, re, uh well not another but there's a couple of relaunches coming up um it looks like league of extraordinary gentlemen is going to get a re a relaunch so they're going to um, redo also, the the movie they came out with a bit ago yeah they're basically pretending that never happened so I actually like going to go movie. back to, yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but it it's most notoriously known because it is the movie that ended Sean Connery's career. Mm-hmm. He basically once he did that, he hated the experience so much. Evidently, he even threatened to kill the director at one point. Holy crap! And he basically said, "I'm never acting again." And so it was the, the whole reason they couldn't get him back to do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And he he honestly has not done any acting since then. Yeah. So, yeah. Really? You're right. Really. It's been 12 years since he's been in anything. So. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's that, but it looks like they're going to go back to the original source material, which is the 1999 graphic arts or graphic arts, graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so hopefully they, they do that. There was, there was talks over the last decade of doing a TV show. Um, but I I like how they're just going to relaunch it into a, 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 
a movie. Um, especially since since team up movies have really exploded with the X Men and Avengers and all that stuff. So, do, do you think that after they do the movie, do you think that they might do a TV show? Go back to that idea. I mean, think about what TV's doing right now. I mean. Yeah, if they do, I think they'll do something in the the Hulu Netflix range. Yeah, that's something. Or yeah. where it'll get dropped like Daredevil, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but I think they're just hoping to to launch a franchise because you know we, the perk about grabbing something like this is you can do a standalone Mina Harker movie or a standalone mm-hmm. Jekyll Hyde movie. You know what I mean? These the 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 options are there. For so sure. yeah, cool. I cool. think that's what they're going for. Um, another relaunch that's been on the horizon for a while is Legend of Conan, um, <laughs> starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which takes place really? like, 30 years after. Is he really um, coming back for this? He is. And uh, it looks like uh, they're going to be bringing back a couple of other characters, unnamed characters so far at this point. But there are going to be a couple people from the original, a couple oh characters God. from the original coming back. So, I mean, but so think, we'll see how that goes. The one thing I think about with that... Uh, is it Red Sonia? Was the was the Red Sonia the redhead or the black chick? The redhead. The redhead. And that then was played the, by um Brigitte Nielsen, who okay. was um Arnold's wife at the time. And what about the black chick? Is she coming back? I mean, who's coming back for this? No, I don't the black chick I believe was uh was Grace Jones. Was who it? was also seen in uh A View to a Kill. Uh yeah, I don't know. So so there's that. Some bad news is a movie that's that's get, that's gotten eighty sixth, and that's uh, New Line Cinema has decided not to go forward with its uh, re retelling of it, Stephen King's It, which had oh. uh, gotten some news last month when yeah. the, the the director who was signed on um, had chosen his person to play the clown, which was Will Poulter, who most people would remember as the 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 gangly teen kid from We're the Millers. Yeah, we had just talked he, about that a few weeks ago. Exactly. Well, now it's it's dropped. They're not doing it. So well, whatever. Ugh. Now this is uh, now. Here's a little spoiler. If you're not caught up on Orphan Black, uh, and by the gods, you should be. Yeah, fast forward a little bit. Spoilers, because seriously, be caught up. On yeah, Orphan I'm Black. actually three episodes behind, so this spoiled it for me by getting this piece of news. It's disappointing, buddy. Is so so you're caught up, right? Oh, I'm full on caught up. All right, well, Paul is dead. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yes, so that's not, the, I mean, that's the only spoiler part. But but what it does is leave open that Dylan Bruce, the character who plays Paul, has now signed on to join Heroes Reborn. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he's going from one great show to hopefully another. So it's kind of cool. So I'm excited about that. Nice. My last bit of pop culture news is um, Supergirl is all over the news right now because it leaked out and it has had a couple hundred thousand downloads on Torrent. What happened, um, dude? I mean, do you think it was an accident? Or you think it was on, I mean... I don't know. It's definitely not a screener or a uh, a working uh, print because it doesn't have any uh, scroll going across the bottom. It doesn't have any uh, uh, camera square footage or camera, camera footage... Um, info going in the in the corners or anything it's right. an actual finished proof of the pilot so, so you think the someone only thing just i can think it? of is Link, uh, leaked it sorry yeah i can just the only thing i can think of is somebody that's that's involved is actually just taking a copy of it and put it online um that's unfortunate i'm not saying i downloaded it or anything but before i knew it was a leak i saw it and <laughs> it is really really good so i am really looking forward to this this fall 
And I'll be honest with you, I have a hard time watching things that I know are leaked. So I was full on ready to watch the six minute version of it, and I'm going to. But the six minute version is great too. Yeah, and but I, I I'm not going to watch the whole first pilot. It's just something about me. I like to buy things if I can and blah blah. blah. And you know, if something's not meant to be out there, like I mean, if I mean honestly, dude, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. What if if episode seven was leaked? I wouldn't watch it. No, of course not. But this is... I'm actually... If I had known it was leaked, I wouldn't have watched it either. Okay. I also like to wait because now it's... You know, I'm going to be waiting, you know, five months for the premiere. To watch the first episode that you already watched. (laughs) Exactly. Which, you know, which is fine. You know, I've got other stuff to to bide my time. But, um, you know, especially in the day and age of how television is going now... I mean, I remember when when Glee premiered... um, you know what? Now six years ago, yeah, they had the premiere, and then the 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 next episode didn't come on for like six months, right? Right. You know, there was a huge break in between, and it, and that one also dropped during Upfront's time, which is what's going on now. So I didn't know if it was a ploy by CBS or. Well, that's kind of what I was hinting at. It's like, do you think that they quote unquote leaked it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I honestly think it is a a coordinated leak. That's why I don't think there's going to be any pursuit of wrongdoers who may have downloaded uh, it. I think they're just going to let it go. And hopefully they get enough positive feedback to go forward and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it'll be fine. I just, I, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I honestly think they're, they're going to get nothing but positive press because I thought it was really well done. I enjoyed it. You know, it doesn't hurt them in the slice either because if they do get bad reviews, then they know that they can pull the plug on a full run series and they can just do a, a, a you know, a six-episode run or a 13-episode run exactly. and say, oh, that's how we planned it all along. Like, oh, that's what we're going to do, you know. <laughs> all right, man. Exactly. So what else we got? Um, that's it. Um, if you follow any of the blogs on our thing, you'll notice that there have not been any for about a week because, like I said, I went out of town. So I'm a little bit behind. But to kind of give you an idea of what I'm also going to be putting off this week because I'm going to Phoenix, um, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to spend some time uh, working on them at night while I'm in Phoenix, but we shall see. But in the the pipe we have um, coming, of course, my binge blogs of what I'm watching on TV. My top ten that I am doing for this week is film scores. Mm, yep, we talked so, about that a little last. Uh, we week. talked about last week, so I'm going to be you know finally releasing that this week. I um, mean, yes, I did add your Gladiator to yeah, it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. I sold you. Go me. You did, and then. Um, I'm going to be continuing the the Matrix uh, Matrix trilogy, so cool. that's what I'm going to be focusing. I'm going to be starting something new called Real Reviews, hmm. um, and it's going to be uh, my film reviews because I'm starting to take advantage of one of our sponsors, which is uh, the Movie Experience Downtown Center Cinemas here in San Luis Obispo, and we'll get you know links to them on our website and everything. And I've been able to to see some films. So um, over the course of the last week, I've gone to see. Please don't judge me because I'm watching everything. Oh, I I'm saw judging. Hot Pursuit mm. with Reese Witherspoon and Sophia uh, Vergara. I actually saw a triple feature last Thursday. I saw that, then I saw Tomorrowland, which I saw again yesterday. I really want to see Tomorrowland. Look at that. It is very good. And then I finished off that night going to see Poltergeist 3D. Did you see Mad Max yet? I have not seen Mad Max. That's the next movie on my list. I hear nothing but good things about that right now. Yeah, it is getting rave reviews. Um, so that's the next one on my list. I also saw Age of Adeline, um, 
which was actually a much better movie than I anticipated. It actually has Harrison Ford in it. So cool. you'll be able to see my review on that. And then I, uh, when I was up in San Francisco for my, with my sister, we went and saw Pitch Perfect 2. So. Yeah, I was talking to my students, a couple of my students about that today. I say, I, they're like, Mr. Carr, did you see uh, Pitch Perfect 2? I said, I will not see Pitch Perfect 2. I just said that. Okay, I you will know say why? right now. Well, well, can I say why? Why they brought it up why? to me? Okay, so they brought it up to me because they go, there's someone in that movie that just reminds me of you. Reminds me of you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Apparently, Homeboy's in that movie. Key, right? From Key and Peele? Yeah. And they're like, there's this guy who plays the producer or whatever that he just reminds me of you, Mr. Carl. I was like, wait, the dude from Key and Peele? Well, I'll take that. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, he's a record <laughs> producer in this. Um, he was actually also in Tomorrowland. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, I gotta, uh, I'm gonna see Tomorrowland. I'm not gonna see Pitch Perfect, but, uh, I'll, I'll watch clips of him taking Okay, it. I will say Pitch Perfect was pretty darn funny. Okay, I don't know. Dude. And it is actually the first movie directed by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. The wife oh. will, I'll tell you what, the wife will want to see it. And I won't go to the theater, but I'll wait till it comes out. Okay, you're not going to lose your man card. Don't worry. No, I, I feel like I've already done it just by talking about it. <laughs> oh, shut up. Okay, <laughs> although I although I will say that the 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 tagline on the poster is "We're back, pitches." Again, it's not that. It's way too on the nose, punny, right there. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> anyway, dude. A little bit. I, I you know we'll see how it goes. I may see it. Okay, so okay, so that's it for my blogs. Um, my last bit of news is uh, Phoenix Comic Con starts uh, in about oh thirty six hours. So um, from when we're recording right now, Are you so pumped? I will be. I am excited and a little nervous. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. You'll bit. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, I'm fine. It's, and uh, gross. <laughs> a little bit. No, I'm actually. Uh, I've got a midterm tomorrow morning, and then uh, I'm going to be hitting the road after that. So I'll be driving the eight and a half hours to Phoenix. Nice. I have set up, uh, really, I've set up two main interviews. Um, I mentioned one last week with uh, Dana Brazil Solovey, um, and I'm going to be meeting up with her on Saturday. Um, but for those of us who play the Marvel Puzzle Quest, I'm looking at you, Rednon and uh, John Skeen. Um, I actually have set up an interview to talk to some of the developers that are going to be at the Marvel Puzzle Quest booth nice. from the D3 Publishing. And so... Uh, they're going to have some new game content. They're going to have, uh, be able to let's play, maybe have some freebies. Um, so I've got an interview with them set up for Friday afternoon. Awesome, dude. So I am very excited. There's uh, going to be lots of good stuff to, uh, to, to see. And I will let everybody know. So follow me on Twitter at I am Will Griggs, and you'll see me live tweeting some stuff. Maybe I'll meerkat some stuff out there. Yeah. And uh, so you guys can see some, uh, some stuff live as, we, as I go through the con. Um, I'll be staying in the convention center all day to battle the heat of mid-May, late-May Arizona. That's going to be nasty. Um, and hopefully we'll get some uh, some good stuff for you guys to see. Cool, man. Best of luck. You're going to be great. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, I'm excited for you. Uh, anything you want to put up on the site, you might want to keep an eye on the Instagram, too. I'm going to try to get you on there. Uh, take some good pics, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll definitely be posting some stuff to Pinterest, too. So For sure. Yeah, so coming up at San Diego Comic Con, it was re- <laughs> it was released today that um, they are releasing some convention exclusive, which they always do at, at all major conventions. But the one of the first things I've seen so far is they are doing Tina Fey and Amy Poehler 
action figures. I just pulled this update. up. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. I just pulled this and up. And they're only making, I think, 2400 and they're like 30 bucks. Oh, so, I kind of want one. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe going to give you 30 bucks to run into the convention yeah, and get it for me. kind of want one. Because I love Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and the cool thing is, is the box turns into the update desk. That's awesome. I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to get on a preview night. Because I don't have a preview night ticket. We'll, we'll find out more 2, about it. It's so it's quite a few. That's actually a lot, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, those are pretty sweet, dude. Uh, I would actually wouldn't mind having one of those. Uh, that would be really good. That'd be awesome. While we're talking about Comic uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, I am still working on the SWOTOR slash Star Wars Happy Hour meetup. Um, let's say extravaganza or beer extravaganza, mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, is I want to get people together that listen to the show, that want to talk to us, you know, that kind of thing. And so make some bad decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have some great beers. Uh, so we're tentatively right now, Rock Bottom Brewery, uh, happy hour. I'm, I'm still leaning more towards Thursday, which is a little off, um, for some folks maybe that are coming in for the weekend. Uh, we'll maybe do another meetup, but I think an earlier meetup would be fine and, uh, see if we can get, uh, you know, Master Lou and some of the guys who are around that area get together and drink some beers and hang out and just maybe do, maybe do a live podcast. And that's kind of segueing a little segue because we're about to do our outro, but, Talking about the, uh, you know, Patreon thing. It'd be really helpful if we can get some more patrons. I'm really trying to get a better mic for, for San Diego Comic Con. We've got a little time. I've got a little money put aside, but I'd rather, if, if our listeners could help us out a little bit, that'd be sweet. So I want to be able to really get some high quality, uh, recording out of our live podcast down there. We're going to do at least three, I'm thinking. Um, I, or at least. Yeah. I mean, Will and I know we'll sit down every night and, and sit down and chat, but, I, I, if we're in a public place, I'd like to get something a little more solid going. So help us out if you can. That'd be sweet. So who knows? Maybe we'll try to do a, a live Meerkat podcast from uh, the line at House of Blues when we're waiting to go see. Oh, Kevin's that'd back. be sweet. See, I don't do Meer. I don't have Meerkat. I have Periscope. Yeah, maybe we'll do both just on uh, both of our phones and we'll <laughs> video each other's Peri- back. To I'll back. Periscope you Meerkatting me. Yeah, maybe we'll get some. Uh, Is that a you thing? Know, uh, Jason Muse walking in between us. <laughs> Let's Periscope and Meerkat Jason Muse when he comes out inevitably to say hi to the people in line. He always is. Muse is great that way. Yeah, he does. I like hugs. We've seen him both times we've been in line. Oh, and also he gives we are good going hugs. to be... Muse gives good hugs. Before we even get to Comic-Con, maybe we can uh, do a meet uh, meet up with uh, some of our loyal listeners and other community members in San Jose. We're going to be going to the oh, Improv yeah, in San Jose to go see uh, Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and... Uh, and Ralph Garman, so those tickets are available through the Improv website, and uh, yeah, who knows, maybe we can get together, yeah, have some dinner, have some drinks, and watch some uh, Hello Babylon. I say go to csmod.com uh, right now, and see if you can still get tickets to that, and we can maybe do a thing. And then we'll send an email, gonna be in- then we'll send an email to him, and tell him to talk about us being at the thing. Alright man, uh, are we good? We're good. <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and, of course, Sotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so take the time to give us a positive rating. Keep them coming. We really like it. 
And we are audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Should get a free audiobook. And as we've said eight times in this show, if you want to help out the show, hit up Patreon, give us a buck or two an episode. We will, I promise, make it a little more enticing for you to do so. So, unless you have anything else, my friend, I think we're done for this week. We are done. All right. We'll see. We out. We out. As Will says, we out. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Nice, dude. Way to to ghetto fire the outro. So, Redna launched his own SWOTOR. SWOTOR. If you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Just kidding. All right, man. Is that it? Uh, that's it. I do have uh, something a little said about uh, San Diego Comic Con, but I'll wait till we get to that. Oh, are we, do you want to do that right now, or are we not or next week? No, I mean I've got a, you've got some stuff listed for San Diego Comic Con there. I do. No, that was from or last was week. week. Yeah, well, I, actually, you know, I'm I'm planning a big major uh, shout out email to send to them about San Diego. So I don't know if I want to shoot my load early at San Jose. You had to say that. Now I got to edit it. Okay, cool. And second, they'll be doing all. They'll be doing it all. Second, we will be doing all of that as a Taruga. Tortuga. Tergruda. One more time. Spit it out, man! I know, right? Lots of family to do. Um, lots of family... Okay, edit that because it sounded dirty. Dude, I, I edit the mess out of the show, don't worry. Lots of family <laughs> stuff to do. If you and... notice, I edit out a lot of our ums and a lot of the things that we do. I, yeah. I, take, I take our time. I take my time. Um... <laughs> So, anyway, so I got back into town. 